Good morning. So you have a youth leader speaking this morning, so that means we have a couple videos. Uh, some of you might enjoy that. <laughs> Is God worthy of our stewardship? A few weeks ago, our students went to Life Conference. A lot of you know that. And I want to thank you for uh, those of you who gave to bring the cost down uh, for them, for those of you who prayed. Um, it was a great conference. Uh, in my personal opinion, I think it was probably the best conference I'd ever been to, either as a student or as a leader. Um, and I was grateful to see uh, there were a total of 6,000 students from around the world who came to this conference. And we worshiped together, grew in our faith together. It was a really great time. Um, I'm going to talk this morning about us being good stewards and honoring the Lord in that way. And I bring up life because that was a way that you, as our church family, were good stewards with what you had. And some of you gave a lot, some of you gave sacrificially, and our students had an opportunity to grow in their faith as a result. You invested in something eternal, and I'm thankful to be a part of a church family like that. Uh, there's a recap video from the Week of Life, and I thought we'd all enjoy this, so go ahead and take a look at the screen.
serving also changes you, turns you more into the image and likeness of his son, Jesus. That's why we call him that son. Uh, it was a great week, so thank you for being a part of that. Uh, today we're going to look at Mark 12 as we're going through this series. Um, and there's a couple sections that I want to touch on, um, a couple stories here. Uh, so the first section is Mark 12, 13 through 17. Later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. So they brought the coin, 
and he asks them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him, which happened quite a bit. A lot of people were amazed at Jesus, who he was, what he did while he, while he walked this earth. As Christ followers, we don't belong to this world. We're awaiting a new heaven and a new earth, and we long for Christ's kingdom, that perfect kingdom. While we're here on this earth, there's a lot of things to take care of, from taking care of ourselves and our families, to paying taxes, to taking care of other responsibilities. Money is important to live, but we should never live for money. We're not taking any of our possessions with us when we go to be with the Lord. So give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. This world demands a lot of things from us, but it's important that we remember that we belong to God and that we're looking forward to his eternal kingdom. We are his. Uh, James 1.18 says that he chose, to give a, he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. James is a good book to read if you're new to reading the Bible or if you just feel discouraged and want some encouragement. James is towards the back of the Bible, and it's a good short book full of great stuff. There is... Excuse me. I'm still used to taking notes and reading off of them. Um, I want to emphasize this morning that the way we live and the service we do for Jesus Christ, our coming King, the world can't take that away from us. We're living for eternity, and we're living to honor our Savior. And so it's important that we are good citizens, and Paul talks about this a little bit in Romans 13. And we set an example to other people in that way. If we're people who are obeying the law and paying our taxes, taxes and showing the love of Christ. Uh, people are going to become curious and ask us about the hope that we have, and that's a really important way for us to live. Uh, we're going to jump down a little bit in Mark chapter 12 and read verses 41 through 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. I love that Jesus purposefully calls his disciples over in this moment, giving attention to what this woman did. Like he's saying, check, check this out. This, this is how you do it. Uh, this is how you give sacrificially with the right heart, with the right attitude. And I really think the point that Jesus proves to us here from this story is that giving sacrificially with the right heart and attitude is the kind of giver that we all should be. Uh, 2 Samuel 24, 24. 
David says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Uh, I grew up here in this church, and I remember when I was young, one of the youth leaders uh, preached on this. And it really makes sense uh, when we think about it. A sacrifice really isn't a sacrifice unless it's sacrificial, right? That's the whole point of it. And those are the kind of gifts that honor God. And David understood this, that when we give, we're giving something that already belongs to our Father. And so it's a joy for us to give because we're investing in in eternal purposes. Uh, Pastor Mike, whenever he's up here and we're about to take the offering, he always talks about how it's a joy for us to give because we see people come to know Christ from our community and from around the world. And that should be what really motivates us and drives us. And it's not just our money either. It's our resources. It's our time. It's giving of ourselves, our very selves. And if there's one thing that I'd really like to emphasize today, it's that we should be joyful givers, investing in eternal purposes. I'm really thankful because I see this a lot in our church. I see it from you who go to visit people in the hospital when they have a complication or a problem. And I see the, the money that you give towards things like life and the way you pray so faithfully, the way you prayed for me for years and the way you pray for others and lift them up. And I'm really encouraged that we're that kind of church family. Uh, there's another clip I'd like to show today. Um, and this was, in, in my opinion, one of the coolest moments of the conference. Uh, it was the last night, and the students were asked to give an offering to help sustain an orphanage in Myanmar, which is one of the poorest countries in Asia. Uh, the orphanage is called Silver Lining, and it provides uh, much-needed care for kids without parents or homes. Uh, it was started by a Chinese family in California Uh, who serves with the Alliance. And the two people that you're going to see in this video are Josh and Rachel, and they're two of the children of this family. Um, They were really honest at the conference and expressed that when their parents felt called to start this orphanage in this super poor country, that they didn't want to go. They were really reluctant to go uh, because they had money, they were comfortable, and they were really uh, kind of bitter at their parents for, for wanting to kind of uproot their lives and go to this country overseas. Um, so they're really honest about this. Um, but the Lord is doing some amazing things there, and uh, they had an opportunity to share about that, and the students were asked to be generous and give towards this, and it was incredible to see what happened. So let's take a look at this video this morning.
Pretty cool, huh? Um, we have some pretty uh, intelligent students in our youth group. Uh, they get good grades. Uh, Julia Kruger, one of the students who went with us, she, she mentioned as we were leaving the session that night that it averaged out to about $20 per student in that room. I had to look that up on a calculator later to, to confirm, but, uh, <laughs> but, but she knew right away, uh, pretty much right away, that that was the number, which is extremely impressive. 6,000 students, about $20 per student in that room. God is at work in the world, and this includes our community as well. Some of us feel called to serve in a country like Myanmar. Some of us feel called to be here in Sarasota, and there are lost people all around us who need to see the love of Christ from our lives and our generous spirit. The Holy Spirit invites us to be a part of that work that God is doing in the world to be good stewards with the things that he's given us and the ways he's blessed us. Not just sitting on the sidelines, but to be actively engaged in the Great Commission, sharing the good news of salvation with the entire world. I heard this a while ago, that the gospel of Jesus is good news, and good news is worth sharing. There's no reason why we would keep that to ourselves when we know how it's changed our lives. Uh, this morning, I want to um, kind of wrap things up by sharing what some of our students' favorite things were that they learned at Life Conference, uh, because so much of what the speakers talked about was being good stewards. It was really on this very topic. Um, I got a few responses, and I wanted to read those this morning because I just thought they were great. Uh, Abby Clark wrote, For me, I learned my calling does not have to be ministry, and God can use me in any way. I learned what it means to be known as beautiful to God, and that none of my failures or sins are too great for him to bear. I also learned how to better understand and love people who aren't the same as me. Julia Kruger wrote, I came to Life Conference unsure about what I really wanted to do with my future, while I was there, I learned that I wanted to use my gifts to help other people, either as a doctor or a therapist. One of the speakers said something that really helped me make this decision, and it was that your calling doesn't determine your significance, so just follow your calling. Overall, I gained so much knowledge from this conference that helped me understand my identity, build my faith, and learn more about God. In the last one, uh, Bethany Kruger wrote, at life, I learned a lot about how to live in truth rather than the lies we hear about our identity, worth, and purpose. One quote that I really like was, you don't have to wait for purpose. You were created on purpose, with a purpose. I also enjoyed learning about how we as believers should respond to problems in this world and how we should be an example in areas such as diversity and community. Uh, this morning, I just want to really encourage us to continue uh, digging deep when it comes to our generosity, uh, because things like you just saw end up happening. Um, an orphanage has plenty of money to feed those children and maybe do some other incredible things because of our generosity. And here in our community, things like Water Day, when we invest in certain things like that, people are, are drawn to that because they know we care, that we love them, we want to provide a great church and a great place for them to be. 
and know that they're loved by the Lord and by us. And so these things are so worthwhile. And I, I just want us to remember, too, that we're investing in eternal things. We can't take anything with us uh, when we go to be with the Lord in his heaven. And so let's be wise with the things that he's given us, with the resources he's given us to bring him glory and to help other people come to know him. God is at work in the world, and God is at work within our hearts, and he wants to use us as his good stewards to serve others in his name. Let's go ahead and pray this morning. Father, we thank you uh, for, you, for your life and your example when you walked this earth. You worked miracles. You showed people what love really was. You healed the sick. Lord, the best thing of all is that you forgive our sins. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the dead, for taking our place, for being the substitute for our sins the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We're so grateful for that. Lord, thank you for how you've blessed us. We're so blessed here in this country. So many of us have so much. And I pray, Lord God, that we will take those things and invest those things so that people come to know you and so that they're changed for all eternity. Lord, thank you for speaking to us this morning from your word and from your example. We love you so much, and we ask that you'll teach us to grow closer to you and to use all that we have to bring you glory and to help other people find you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Uh, thank you so much for coming this morning. If you would like prayer, we have some wonderful people who will be up here in the front, and they'd be glad to pray with you for, for whatever your needs are. Also, we have a couple classes as well if you'd like to stick around. Uh, once again, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for being at Alliance. Hope you have a great week. Take care.